Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Feldman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, what's wrong with doing something, I don't know, a bit differently than you've done in the past? Of course, absolutely nothing, right? Now, people ask me from time to time how I stick, if or how I stick with a project that seems to be going nowhere, moving in a direction or a trajectory contrary to what I wanted it to go in. And the reality is that despite my enormous patience for aquarium stuff, I won't hesitate to kill something if it just doesn't ring true once in a while. Now, not long ago, I had this idea for a different kind of an aquarium. It was one of those ideas that you get, kind of just see it in your head and you've assembled the materials in your mind, got it sorted together, you add water, and then you walk in the room one day and you look at it and you simply hate it. (laughs) Like you're done with it. Like no rehab on the design, no tweaking on the wood or whatever. You're just over the thing. You ever felt that? What did you do? Or what do you do? Well, I had this idea for a nano tank a while back and it seemed good in my head. I had it up for a nanosecond. (laughs) I thought that the tank would be a sort of a blank canvas for an idea that I had. I liked the idea in principle, but I didn't see a way forward with it. I even took the extraordinary step of removing one element of the tank altogether in the hope of just doing something totally different. But I wasn't feeling it. No, it was a stillborn idea, a tank not capable of evolving into anything that interested me at the time. So I killed it. Yeah, made away with it, shut it down, terminated it, whatever you want to call it. That's really kind of an extraordinary step for me. I mean, I'm sort of the eternal optimist. I try to make almost everything work if I can. But not this time, however. I just killed it. It was a very growthful experience for me. Why? Because I had the courage to stop it. What made me do it? I think it's centered around two things that I simply can't handle in aquariums anymore. Don't laugh at me, but I analyzed my post-mortem on why I killed this tank. And one of them was I can't stand aquariums that don't have a background, be it opaque, window tint, photo paper, or paint. This was an aquarium that had, a, for whatever reason, I didn't put any uh, tint on the background. And that's not the only reason, but it just I didn't put that tint on the background and You know, you could see through it. There was a window behind it and you could see outside the trees and stuff. It just looked ridiculous. Number two is I disdain seeing filters or equipment in my freshwater aquariums. Like, I hate it more than you could ever imagine. Now, in reef tanks, oddly, seeing a pump here and there, um, you know, doesn't bother me. I'm not sure why. It just doesn't. Uh, I guess to me, that's part of the aesthetic in some weird way. But in a freshwater tank, I hate it. I hate seeing filters and stuff. I... It's only in recent years that I've been able to tolerate seeing even filter returns in those all-in-one tanks that I use, and even then, just barely. And this little nano tank that I was playing with had a little hang-on-the-back outside power filter, which I not only saw from the top, but from behind, because you got it, I didn't have a damn background on the tank, yes. I mean, am I that much of a prima donna that I can't handle that? I mean, maybe, but I like to think of it as a situation where I simply developed an aesthetic sense that I just can't tolerate certain things in anymore encroaching upon i have good ideas and then i get to the equipment and it sort of stifles them a bit time at at times and i guess that's sort of weird but it's a very honest reason i mean this stuff bothers me and i think there's a really good lesson in there do stuff that doesn't bother you or find ways to do things that bother you in a way that they won't sometimes often that involves compromises ditch really bad ideas like quickly 
yeah, kind of like that, uh, you know, the old reputed Facebook corporate mantra of move fast and break things. I think it's time that we let stuff that, go, that you know, go that doesn't work. Life's too short. I'm not saying to disregard patience. Lord knows I've written a, the Bible on patience over the last few years right here in, 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 in the tent and talked about it in this podcast. All I'm saying is that you need to let go of ideas that simply aren't working out. They're taxing time, energy, money, space, and, you know, mind power. Better to have tried and failed than to have not tried at all. But better to let something that was falling die a quick death than to have it function as a black hole of your hobby energy and budget for that matter. Harsh words coming from me, but they're true. If it doesn't work, kill it. Kill it. Seek advice and counsel from fellow hobbyists if you have to. But don't take anyone's word as the ultimate on anything. Not mine, not anybody's. Because the reality is there's plenty to learn in this hobby from a lot of people and from yourself as well. There are people out there in fish keeping land that doing stuff you've never even heard of and maybe they're having great results. Does that mean that you should listen to everything that they say and try to replicate their efforts to the last detail or embrace all of their philosophies? Well, of course not. No way. Take everything from everyone in this hobby with a grain of salt. Learn to evaluate aquarium keeping strategies in the context of, will this work for me? Uh, It's far better than just blindly following anyone. One of the things I've found it hardest to do as an aquarist who owns a company in recent years is to sort of speed up the creation of new aquariums. Now, the reality is that my whole aquarium career has been based upon doing things slowly and establishing aquariums over long periods of time, allowing them to evolve. And it doesn't always square well with the get more ideas out there yesterday mindset that you seem to have when you're in in today's social media fueled hobby. I watch some of these YouTubers just crashing through every barrier in a frantic pace to get to the next product or project, excuse me, as quickly as possible. It's like, can't stand still for a second or, or what? Do creators really think that they're going to lose a substantial percentage of their followers just because it's Wednesday, they're still stabilizing their African river tank, and they didn't get to that 240-gallon piranha tank just yet? I mean, do they really think that way? I mean, it's kind of crazy. However, I do understand the mindset behind it to a certain extent. Like, yeah, like when you see part of your responsibility uh, being to inspire others through your ideas or work, you want to show as much as possible as frequently as possible. But does that mean constantly creating some new setup to follow whatever the hot thing is at the moment? I mean, it gets ridiculous after a while. You know, if it's Thursday, it's time for the rainbow fish bio tank. Or was it the macroalgae tank? Or maybe it's the sword tail tank, whatever. I mean, again, I suppose part of me understands. Creators feel that they need to create. But why does it always have to be a new tank? Why not produce content focusing on evolving and perfecting the existing tanks you have? Why not discuss the current challenges, the status, and the progress on the tank that you just started? Some creators do this, and it's great content. Now, I understand some professionals can show new tanks every week because that's what they do. I mean, that makes sense. But hobbyists shouldn't feel that there's some pressure to constantly feature new stuff, to share new things with their friends, because there isn't. But the pressure is there, sure. I could have easily succumbed to it, this perceived urgent need to crank out a rapid succession of tanks. After all, it's been, you know, almost 18 months since I had a, my last new aquarium. I have all these ideas. My wife's all supportive of it. I feel good about all the projects I've got planned. Full speed ahead, right? Well, where's the fun in that? Yeah, I've purposely kept myself on a hobbyist footing. And I'm trying to 
play with the tanks that I have right now and work through the challenges that arise with them in a manageable, logical pace. It's good for my sanity, and I want to fully enjoy each one for what it is. And I've been sharing what's been going on with some of them. Maybe it's not as exciting as me setting up two or three new cool tanks or the, the guy doing all the crazy stuff on Instagram or whatever, but it feels much more honest to me. And again, you don't have to kill ideas when they're not working out. I've written out plenty that eventually turned into something which I really loved. Perhaps this scenario sounds familiar to you. You set up a tank that started with the best of intentions. It's a really cool idea. You have the right materials to do the job. You even have the correct aquarium for the work. You set the tank up exactly how you envisioned it. Yet after a few weeks of operation, maybe the tank's just not where you want it to be. You find yourself nitpicking a lot of stuff about it. Maybe you're not seeing the aquarium reach a state where you expected it would be at this point. You ever been there? I bet you have. I've had this sort of thing happen many times over my aquarium career here. So what do I do when, this, when I run into a situation like this with one of my tanks? Well, guess what? I don't just kill it. I wouldn't just tear it down and start over and do something else. You think I might, but instead I stay calm. Most of the time, this is what I do. I stay seriously calm. And it's very seriously cool and quiet in my head when it comes to this kind of stuff. I'm not usually going to do anything about it except to wait. I've been down this road hundreds of times. I know enough to understand a fundamental truth about botanical method aquariums. The way the tank is looking right now is not how it will look in a few weeks or even a few months. Think about that. Let, that, let those words sink in for a second. I play a really long game, one which acknowledges the fact that our botanical method aquariums will evolve over long periods of time, not reaching that state that we've envisioned perhaps for many, many months, maybe even longer. My actions reflect this mindset, unless there is some major emergency, which I have yet to encounter, by the way, about the only thing I might do is add a few more botanicals just sort of evolving the aquarium a bit, making up for stuff that might break down, minor small moves, if any. All the while, I'm keeping in mind that the system will change on its own without any intervention on my part. It'll get where it's going on its own time. Adding a few botanicals or leaves along the way is simple. It's a simple way to keep the process going. And it's extremely analogous to what happens in nature as new materials fall into waterways throughout the year while existing materials are carried off by currents or just simply decompose completely. Yeah, just like in nature. The processes of evolution, change, and disruption which occur in our natural aquatic habitats and in our aquariums are important on many levels. They encourage ecological diversity, create new niches, and revitalize the biome. Changes can be viewed as frightening, damaging events, or we can consider them necessary processes which contribute to the very survival of aquatic ecosystems. Change and variation is inevitable and important in the hobby. Being open-minded about things is vital. Think about that the next time you hesitate to experiment with that new idea or play a hunch that you might have. Think about that the next time you're inclined to quickly kill a project or for that matter, if you're inclined to ride a project out for a very long time and you really should kill it. Remember that there's always a bit of discomfort, trepidation, and risk when you make changes or conduct bold experiments. Goes with the territory, really. However, once you get out of that comfort zone, you're really living. And the fear will give way to the exhilaration and maybe even triumph. Because in the aquarium hobby, the bleeding edge is when you're constantly changing and patiently evolving. Stay brave. Stay persistent. Stay curious. Stay thoughtful. Stay creative. And always stay wet.
Until next time, this is Scott Fellman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.